Hello my dudes, my name is Tiffany. Welcome to my series, Internet Analysis, where I analyze things from the internet. Most recently, I have talked about everything from why I'm no longer vegan videos, feminism. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott, or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Them and so-called girl power in advertising, the Olivia Jade college scandal, and more. Today's video is something that I've wanted to discuss for a while, and that is female body hair. So in this video, I want to explore the many pressures on women to tame our body hair and what happens if you decide to go against the grain <laughs> and go all natural. So generally in this video, I am focusing on women, mostly cis women, but I do understand that everybody is under some amount of pressure and there are societal expectations of how we are all supposed to manage our body hair. You have too much hair, you have not enough hair, your hair isn't in the right places. Anyway, there is a lot at play when it comes to hair. Hair removal companies obviously want us to remove it all. Partners often have a say in what their preference is, but often it can take years for us to even ask ourselves how we feel about our body hair or what we prefer or begin to question where all of these feelings come from. Generally, I think how anyone manages their own hair, whether they remove it or not, is entirely a personal choice, but also it can vary from day to day. One day you may love growing it out, the next day you might decide to shave. So that brings us into today's sponsor, which is Scentbird, a fragrance subscription service. Every day we wake up, we decide how we're feeling, what we wanna wear, and of course, what kind of scent we would like to spritz on ourselves. So to be very honest, I am not usually the type of person to buy full-size fragrances. I have found them like intimidating and very expensive in the past. So I usually end up just using body sprays that I was gifted five years ago. But I am a 23-year-old woman and I would like to step up my scent game. So Scentbird lets you try out a new fragrance every month for just $14.95. When it comes to making choices, Scentbird has over 450 brands of colognes and perfumes to choose from, everything from designer brands to indie labels, so you will surely find many options that you'll love. Scentbird's fragrances are these little roller sizes, which are 30-day supplies, which I think is great because you're a lot more likely to actually use them up and not have a bunch of fragrance go to waste. So Scentbird sent me three fragrances of their recommendations. With your first order, Scentbird sends you this little travel case. So you put your fragrance vials in it and then it can twist down and shut to not only protect the vials, but it's very cute and sleek. The first fragrance they recommended is Black Tulip by Nest Fragrances. And again, I am pretty much a newbie in the perfume world, so I'm probably terrible at describing scents. But this one, it's just sexy. Does that work? Yeah, I think it's like sexy but floral. You feel me? Next, I have Sydney Rockpool by Arquiste, which I guess is supposed to just smell like Australia. At least that's my assumption. 
Oh yeah, it's definitely a beachy scent. You've got that little coconut in there. Summer vibes. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> My earring fell off. Tragedy struck when I was getting ready for this video. I lost the earring back. It fell down my sink, so. And the last fragrance is Maya by Taka. Toka? Okay, this one is definitely flowery. I would say it's a nice spring fragrance, but now my nose is just overwhelmed by three different perfumes. Anyway, if you guys are interested in checking out Scentbird, you can click the link in the description and use my coupon code, which is TF30 for 30% off your first order, which makes it only $10. And once again, thank you so much Scentbird for supporting my channel. Remember guys, the sponsors support me, which allows me to make these videos. So make sure you give them some love. All right, continuing into hair things. I want to talk a little bit about hair removal history, so let's jump right in. Even in ancient times, there were body hair kind of standards and different methods of removal. Ancient Egyptians were very into hair removal. During the Roman Empire, lack of hair was seen as a sign of high class and pubic hair was considered uncivilized. In 1760, the first straight razor was created. In 1880, the first modern razor was born. In 1915, Gillette created the first razor specifically for women, which was called the Milady Decolleté. Milady, tipping my fedora to that. So coming more into modern times, hair removal was encouraged by a few separate industries. The fashion industry, the men's hair removal industry, and women's magazines. So with rising hemlines, there was the threat of hairy legs being exposed to the world. So that definitely encouraged a lot of women to start shaving. And then with sleeveless garments, the threat of armpit hair was another issue. Magazines and razor companies used various advertisements to encourage women to get rid of unsightly hair. In the 1940s, during World War II in America, there was a shortage of nylon, which also encouraged women to start to get rid of their leg hair because they weren't covering it up. Women missed their stockings. At the time, they were made with a bold seam up the back. They shaved their legs, carefully applied a liquid silk stocking, otherwise known as paint, and lined the backs of their legs with a trompe l'oeil seam. With the introduction of the bikini in 1946, the stage was set for women to start trimming pubic hair as well. By 1964, 98% of American women were routinely shaving their legs. Then during the 1960s and 70s, feminists came through and wanted to fight against the hair removal. So there was a little wave of rejection there, letting hair grow naturally. But then Brazilian waxes became a thing and reached America, and that was when being hairless like really hit its peak. I know we're far into the video already, but I wanna talk a little bit about my personal experience before I jump into more of other people's internet opinions that I have found. Cause I don't get personal in these internet analysis videos that often, but I definitely have a lot of personal stories regarding hair as I'm sure everybody does. When I was 12 and I started middle school, I distinctly remember shaving my legs every single day just because I had to go to PE and wear those horrendous gym shorts. And I was so terrified at the thought of anyone seeing even the tiniest bit of stubble on my legs. I also distinctly remember this scene from Wish Upon a Star, where this girl gets roasted by her friends for literally missing a spot when she was shaving. Marina, is that stubble? Ew. I swear I shaved this morning. I must have just missed a spot. <laughs> 
Isn't it crazy how like tiny moments in movies and TV can influence us forever? In middle school, I also started to shave my arms, which are blonde. I am blonde. But I remember like seeing my hair shine in the sun and thinking, ew. So I started the very time consuming practice of trying to shave your arms. The amount of time that I had to spend shaving almost my entire body at age 12 or 13 was ridiculous. The amount of razors that suffered was insane. So then we get into the time where I started dating around high school and at that point my hair removal thoughts were all consumed by boys, whatever the boys would prefer. And of course, boys being very immature at that age, they were scared of hair on girls, which made me scared of hair on myself. Smooth legs and underarms were pretty much a necessity. And then when I started to be sexually active, I started to shave everything because I had heard boys specifically make fun of girls for having any amount of pubic hair, which is Throwing it back to those days, just shaving all of my pubic hair, it was like such a pain and so painful. Another very influential moment happened. I don't know where I heard it, but I heard grown women talking about how weird it is in some way, the trend of wanting women, grown women to be hairless because that is kind of making them seem like children, like a completely hairless body is basically similar to a prepubescent body, no hair. And I thought, that's right. That is weird. Why would we want women to be completely hairless? I don't know. And suddenly, instead of wanting no pubic hair, I was desiring a cool landing strip or some kind of nicely trimmed and managed amount of hair. So then around age 21, I accidentally grew out all of my body hair for the first time. Can you believe it? It was through the winter, so naturally I was not shaving a lot, but this time I really let it go wild. And it was nice. It was so nice not to think about it. And I didn't really notice except every time I got out of the shower and looked at myself and was like, oh God, whose armpits are those? At that time, I definitely didn't like the hair. I wasn't doing it for fun, but I was just too lazy to shave it. But then I wondered, why do I have this averse reaction to my own body hair? Why am I grossed out at the look of a full armpit of hair or hairy legs or a full bush? Where does this come from? Especially with armpit hair, I would think, this just looks masculine. I feel like I'm looking at a man's armpit, which is interesting because everyone grows armpit hair. Therefore, it is not inherently a male trait. But of course, we have been taught that femininity is equal to being smooth and hairless. I had also definitely kind of been influenced by comments that I had seen online from other people who had shown that they were growing out their hair. A lot of it was men, but sometimes women too would be grossed out, say it was unhygienic. They'd think you were just some crazy feminist if you ever wanted to grow out your armpit hair or dye it pink or something. Here we go. There's the, yeah. there, there's the that's not, definitely not trimmed or tidy. I'm sorry, it makes me feel quite queasy mm, and ill. I, 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 um, I just feel it's well. I do think it's unattractive. There's just something that it's like Flintstone ages. We're, we've come a long way since then. But and I just think it's different from that. If a man lifted, if Eamon lifted yeah, but... his armpit up, you wouldn't go, ugh. First yeah. of all, I believe anybody should be able to do whatever yes. they want, like yes. Kate, right? Yeah. Secondly, I don't like hair on men. I wouldn't be overly attracted to hair in general. But Shave isn't it interesting in a way that we immediately start going, what do women do with their bodies? Well, how, you know, would men be attracted to that? Well, I find that unattractive. And yeah, I'm like, well, let, all... let, me, let me respond and tell me tell you what I find unattractive about you. Yep.
So I decided to keep my hair, especially my armpit hair for a while because I wanted to test it out. I wanted to feel it, get used to it and reevaluate what I really thought of it. Separate from societal pressure, what did I feel about my hair? What did I prefer? What did I like? What did I dislike? And the catalyst for making this video was that I have seen a few really awesome women online recently talking about body hair, specifically armpit hair, including Anna Russett, Ingrid Nielsen, Acacia, and they're not saying, hey, everybody needs to stop shaving. It's just more like they've all come to a realization, which a lot of people experience, where you just go, huh, I've never tried this out before. It's really about starting a conversation and beginning to question these standards. I don't feel ashamed about having armpit hair. I don't feel the need to shave it. I'm honestly more comfortable with my armpit hair. Sometimes I pluck it when I feel like plucking it. And if I ever wanna shave my armpits, I'll shave my armpits. It's so up to you what you want to do with your body. And a lot to show for it, honestly. <laughs> cue every man just clicking out of the video. <laughs> when I first stopped, I was like, maybe I will go back to it and that will be fine because it's my body and I can do what I want, so. I've been playing around with growing out my armpit hair for a long time because I guess it comes down to what you like as a person, what you think is sexy. For me, when my arms are like this and there's armpit hair spewing out, I don't find that sexy at all because mine grow really long, like really long. I'll just give them a little trim, just because that's what I like. By the way, after my first ever hair growth experiment, I did end up shaving pretty much my entire body because I had a date and that took so much time, so many razors. But it was on my terms. I, at that moment, was like, I wanna be sexy. I feel my sexiest if I am shaven, at least especially uh, when I first meet someone. My personal perspectives about my body hair do sometimes depend on who I'm around or how will I know them. Cause Nathan gets to deal with my armpit hair looking like this, which he's not a huge fan of, but it's my body, my choice. Some people feel more sexy and more powerful when they do grow their hair out or some people mix and match. Like for me, I really love to have my legs shaven, but I could usually care less about my armpits. I like to trim and manage my pubic hair but I also let it grow out sometimes because can't be bothered. Can't be bothered. The very important thing is having autonomy over your body and your own choices and respecting other people's choices, whether that means to shave their whole bodies or go completely natural or anywhere in between. But something that I think is very much more difficult to accept, you know, it may not be as trendy and cute as a nice little fluffy armpit hair pick, would be facial hair, especially on women, or really dark coarse hair. I think it's easy to see women with like soft, cute hair and go, oh, good for you. But I think it can be harder for all of us to see a different version of what a hairy woman or a hairy person is. I think we still have a lot of progress to make in terms of reconditioning our minds and our reactions to that kind of hair. When we see women with facial hair or we see women with dark hair, even on their arms, sometimes people get all freaked out about that. It takes me fucking ages to shave my fucking legs because my hair's so thick. Do you think I want to shave my arms too? No, I don't want that shit. I didn't ask you this. So leave my fucking arms alone. Yeah, I'm hairy. What of it? Huh? What of it? But I will say, I do think there definitely is an aspect of like natural privilege that comes from either having less hair now.
This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Naturally or having very light, like peach fuzzy kind of hair. Like personally, my arm hair and my leg hair is all pretty light blonde, except my calves, which have a bit darker, coarser hair. But I would say that is a privilege because me having this lighter hair means that I may not have to do as much to manage it. I definitely don't have to bleach it if it's already light. I would probably not care to remove it because it doesn't seem that offensive or whatever. But if my hair were darker and coarser, I would probably have a different relationship with it, at least until I come to terms with that and reevaluate it. I don't know, I'm trying to put myself in the skin of somebody else. For example, there are women who have had to wax their faces since they were kids. Having mustache hair, kind of beard hair, bushier eyebrows or unibrows. My unibrow grew out and i looked in the mirror and i felt really okay with what i looked like it was a really like big moment in my life because it's been so long that i was like really self-conscious of having a unibrow and i looked in the mirror and i thought i looked just as good with my natural hair the way it grows naturally on my face i have facial hair I do. Had it since I was 16. And at 16, it's pretty traumatic to have this thing that nobody else talks about. I have hair on my face as a result of PCOS. Then there's a big question about gender because yes, as I said, this video is mainly about women, but I would love to know kind of the hair pressures and standards for somebody who's non-binary or gender non-conforming. If any of you have any relevant information to share, please let me know, I'd love to hear it. I would kind of assume that if you are non-binary or non-conforming that it kind of comes naturally that you wouldn't conform to those same standards, either female or male traditional like hair standards, but Anyway, I'd love to hear it. And of course, men do have their own hair standards and pressures and expectations coming from their own male grooming industry. And of course, like what it means to be a man, like traditionally, as we consider smooth hairlessness to be feminine, the assumption of what masculine is has some hair, you know? A manly man with a big beard and chest hair. Men, of course, can be shamed for being too hairy or having too much hair in the wrong places. They can be made fun of for not having hair, especially when they're going through puberty. You don't have armpit hair, you don't have chest hair, you can't grow a beard yet. And in those situations, they feel emasculated. Again, the connection between those types of hair and their masculinity. Also, men can be mocked or made fun of if they do choose to remove hair that's traditionally kept on a man. My legs are indeed hairless. And as you can imagine, the comments were super positive and supportive. Gay! Alpha's gay! For example, if a man decides to shave his armpits or shave his legs, especially if it's for a reason just for themselves and not for like sports. Men shouldn't shave their legs unless they play water polo, then go ahead. I get it, the speed, the resistance. No, but really what we should be saying is that it's valid for anyone, a man or a woman, to shave or get rid of hair or leave hair for whatever reasons. It doesn't have to be justified because of sports. 
An interesting thing though is that manscaping has become very popular. And also it's interesting that the term manscaping exists because it's like, okay, we're talking about grooming, but we have this weird affinity to put man into every term that describes men doing something that everyone does. A man carrying a bag, that's a man purse. Oh, that's not regular soap, that's man soap. A man grooming his hair, that's manscaping. Why, why do we do this? I just, I love advertising. Anyway, along with so-called manscaping, men have become, I would say a little bit more clean. They wanna have that kind of polished look, you know? If they do have some hair maybe on their chest, they keep it very trim and nice. Anyway, I'm all for men managing their hair, especially when they care about what their partner wants because so often women in a hetero relationship, women will listen to what the man wants. Ew, I don't like pubic hair on a girl, shave it. But how often do we have girls say, ew, I don't like your hair, shave it. I think if one partner is going to try to insist that the other should consider their preference, then it should go both ways or at least have a discussion and come to a conclusion that is fair. Anyway, the whole conclusion of this video is one I've repeated many times is that basically anyone can do whatever they want with their own body hair. Ultimately, I think it should be up to your own discretion. Anyway, if you've made it to the end of the video, thank you so much for watching. Please leave me a comment. Let me know what you think about this whole issue. Once again, if you guys are interested in trying out Scentbird, please check them out. You can use the link in the description. Use my code. 30% off. You guys can follow me on Instagram for some mediocre pics and stay tuned for another internet analysis very soon. Subscribe, please. See you play. A bientôt. <laughs> I miss French. French. Okay, thanks. Bye.